I'd like to talk for a second about the comfort of politics. Now, some people think that politics are all bad news or all good news. But what in fact is a politic? A politic is the idea that I can abuse my family and friends to teach someone else a lesson. Or I can reward my family and friends to be a lesson to other people. Now that's the key, manifactory fact about the separations of powers within the United States. The president chooses from his family who to reward, from his friends who to reward, at the time in which he thinks he can either prosper the people's families by doing the same thing within their own family, or there's another way of doing the politic, which is the idea of saturation of criminal, where we devise and divine the president as a criminal, and it helps the minds of youngsters to go back to the hero, though they be slightly criminal, our youth. So we tend to say to ourselves, what then is the dividing ratio? And the dividing ratio is white power, white supremacarian people. That means that when the youngsters get these minds of these crimes into their belly and they want to go through the injustices of the system, they can be approached by the idea of gun control. And gun control is an area of politics that says guns are not that powerful that we sell in stores to certain people in certain times. Sometimes those bullets just don't go as accurately as some other institutions. Now, does that breed crime? Well, in fact, it does breed crime when one stands up against the ideas of the gun with the ideas of the liberation theology. So what then does it do when the president is the hero, yet he is slightly the hero criminal? Well, if we look to the hero criminal, then the idea of the gun control follows the ideal criminal. And those are the ways in which we use the gun to be effective, as in hunting, squirrels, rabbits, deers, buffaloes, antelopes, bear, bears. You know, the whole gamut of those things is sensed by the hero in the president. And we had a very well-known uh, Barack Obama criminal take our guns and point them at somebody else and then he sort of does a surrender and then a follow-through after he had captured and slain Osama bin Laden. And we say to that, that was the great Osama, and then his El Criminal, the president, helped control guns and weed out criminals for soul music. Now, in soul music, we learn that many people are alike and have qualities that are far above our own expectations, 
and things of marriages and uh, coming together form and the El Criminal is no longer the justice um, and we switch over to the hunting criminal. Now the Donald Trump is into hunting and fishing and all those things. So we, what do we say when we come out of El Criminal into fishing and hunting as uses for the weapon? Well, the thing is, people in their homes have the right to bear arms, but that needs to be redefined. See how they took the El Criminal into the hunting and fishing, and now, as people, we should buy our gun safes, our gun control, manipulations of storage, and the way we keep our weapons is... But that, my friend, is how it always has been. It's when these youngsters get a hold of these things that bad things happen. And that is not a prophecy, I tell you. That is not a prophecy. That is a historic reminder. And there's such things on the television as historic reminders. And such a thing as real... Um, matter of fact, deficit, emitted, institutionalized ideas that cause people to commit crime. And that does not mean that anybody who mentions those things is a committer of crime in the future. Some people have retirement. Some people have these things and they're trying to tell these people that comfort, comfort comes in the criminal, when the president announces the criminal. So, if we are to be um, software savvy in some places, we can find that um, buying and purchasing of hunting equipment is very easy to attain. And where do we go hunting, you wonder? Well, I had a cabin out in the woods with my aunt one time, and the black people used to come over and fish. They fished every day. The blacks fished day and night out there on the dam, and they would catch eight and nine bass apiece. So I was so proud to have them over to our house that the colored man would still visit us after slavery was over. And that was one of the greatest qualities of nature and humankind that I have ever taken in him to me was the colored man coming up the bank when I was nine years old and I saw him and he twiddled his fingers at me in front of his stomach and I went walking back inside I said he's out there auntie he's out there and she said I know I know see we do know that the colored man uses rifles for hunting and fishing and tackle for hunting and fishing we don't believe that Every criminal on TV is already a criminal. There's some that are there to prove certain issues to people. And I've been through situations like that. And I got to prove that there were certain elements of writing that is done that just ain't meant by us. So there was a lot of 
more uh, self-control put into um, the dialogue, which people who work themselves emotionally into the law don't understand, and they should never teach people to work emotionally into the law and try and enforce it on the fact of literature. Now, when it's just literature, I'm telling you, these people really need to recognize that what they're doing and saying is breaking the higher priority in the United States by pressing charges against literature and thought flow and thought process that people put out. They need to really recognize that they're not the ones being the object of any type of ridicule or anything. But why do you have to say it, they say there? I say it because I wanted to say it. That's the matter of fact. I say it because I wanted to say it. And if you are going to pick on people for their common tongue, you can take your black Angus steak that you eat twice a year and say you're rich and go stick it in the sewer Take it out of the sewer, blend it up in the blender, and drink it with your Sorby Sobe drink. Because there is no fact intended that anyone is trying to persecute you by saying certain things a certain way. So, if you're going to be judgmental and why you have to say it, a mission of guilt, people. You think English has all revelation in it. And you are called an imbecile. Because at any time, you can pull over in the driveway and wreck. And somebody might have to help you that don't speak a lot of good English. And those people will help you. They'll change your tire and you'll be on your way. But you didn't think about repaying them or doing anything for them you just felt like sitting there saying oh I thank you oh I thank you and that's not the same thing because one is an action and other is a word explaining something that the person was thinking so these warning signs principles and palities and contalities and resalities need to really be more formed before you form an opinion against somebody else. And if you think that people are threatening you, well, you're just paranoid. And people aren't trying to make you paranoid. People aren't, see, why'd you say it? You say, then why'd you say it? Why'd you say it? See, we all understand the reason. There is no justification for doing anything wrong to people who are saying things a certain way.